Hello, hello, my name is Resources, and you join me again for a special edition of the Bantam Munich podcast. Uh, joining me, as always, is Carl Pierce. Hello, everyone. And because his team won something, he's decided to come back from the cave he retreated to. It's Mr. Rahul Asanani. Hello, Rahul. How are you? I am fucking fantastic. I top of what... the world. Like, literally top of the <laughs> yeah, world now. yeah. Wonder why mystery that one. It's the original team back together one time only. Phantom Munich no more. Phantom Munich no more, you know? Treble oh, winners. No, 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 sir. It will always be Phantom Munich. Treble winners. Twice. <laughs> Same decade. And I'm back, I'm back from excursion, Reese. I've been diligently raising. Funds around the country for our Help Jeeves Foundation. Ha, ha, is the Dildo Dome still in effect? Is it still? It is. I've only managed to scrape together £10 so far. People oh, okay. people just aren't, aren't, you know, willing to save a Jeeves raise. It's quite disappointing. It is, it is. I mean, Liam Hall obviously isn't here because he's... uh, He's been held up on charges. Police raided his house and found 50,000 rodents in his house. I mean, they weren't being used for the traditional way that rodents are used, Liam Hall. (laughs) Um, But we have been talking about involved in what Liam Hall does with animals. Um, All we know is that he is a kind and gentle lover to them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, oh, no oh. raccoons were hurt. It's that... really devolved around here <laughs> from the last time I was here. Oh, oh, it, it's it's. Uh, as I said, uh, basically, when you left, all of the uh, decorum and all the noiseness left. I mean, uh, you, I was left in charge of basically two reprobates. Instead of making them come up to my level, I went down. I dragged myself down to theirs. And your level? What I, is your I, level? I mean, what, my, my, I'm quite. Uh, I'm quite level-headed. I'm quite, you know, quite. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah, Carl's predictions? Do you remember the Carl's predictions you made? <laughs> um, enlightened me. What happened? I mean, I I, I, I don't remember. We just had. Some mad predictions. I mean, we they didn't have the pretty. predictions. Carl had the predictions. So, oh uh, yeah, Carl had some predictions. Yeah, but I think the um, I think no. I faxed them I, through, and you misinterpreted uh, them. Well, as I said, the, 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 I mean, no one's ever made any stupid bets on this uh, podcast. No one's ever bet. No, 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 they haven't. Mister Reese Saunders. A bet? Uh, did someone say a bet? What happened? About uh, there was there a bet on? I don't know. Um, I, I, I can't recall a bet ever happening. Um, I mean, <laughs> go on, enlighten the people, please. Okay, on. so a f- <laughs> quite a few months back, me and Mira Hall on this very podcast made a bet that if Bayern Munich won the Champions League, I would get a Bayern Munich tattoo on me. Now. <laughs> at, at, this point, at, at that point in time, and Rahul, you can agree to this. Bayern Munich were not playing well, were they? No, they weren't. They were not. So I thought it was an educated bet. I think you know what ain't going to happen. It basically saying, well, uh, I, I will. I am that confident they won't win it. I will bet a part of my body, and then, I mean. I I'd, In fairness, it did seem like a, fair, a safe bet at the time, I must admit. It did mean, 
you know, I was I, I was really happy making it. And to be honest, I, I already had Rahul's uh, Dortmund shirt with Haaland on the back ordered. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, circumstances arose. Um, Polish people decided to start scoring goals. <laughs> and I am now... I am now in the process of booking yeah, and myself to get a Bayern Munich tattoo. And Arsenal rejects started playing really well all of a sudden as well, which didn't help me. <laughs> West Brom reject. West Brom reject. Tony reject. Get it right, not West Brom. Tony Pulis. <laughs> oh, as I said, I'm in the process of trying to talk to my tattoo artist to get me a Bayern Munich badge. For some reason, I keep pointing it off. I can't, I can't think what. Yeah, no, I wonder why that is. <laughs> why that, yeah. I, I Probably end of next month, I will have a Bayern Munich tattoo and I will have six stars above it. Just to, and yeah. Why would you have six stars above it? Because you've won six Champions Leagues. That's not how it works. I'm not getting, I'm not, I'm, 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 well, no, 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 I will get a Bayern Munich badge and then I will get, oh, can I just, can I just get six stars and just get BM on it? <laughs> no, you can't do that. That's not, the Bayern logo doesn't have that many stars. You can get a heart tattooed on you with Rahul's name in the middle of it. Nah, man, <laughs> no, 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 happening, no, it's a, no, I'll get a Bayern Munich badge. So, I will let you. I would like to enlighten the people that the number of stars on Bayern's badge is not because of the Champions League. It's because of the leagues, the German leagues. What, that you've won 337,000 times? You've only yeah. won that five times? No. First of all, there are four stars on Bayern's logo. And it's basically every done ten... in increment. Sorry, what? Is that for every 10 times you've won a league? No, it's 3, 5, 10, and 20. That's just stupid. I mean, it is what it is. So just get four stars, the Bayern logo, right? Bayern is the best. Fuck Tony Pulis, and there you go. That's your tattoo. I mean, tell us, I'm getting fuck Tony Pulis tattoo. No problem. <laughs> 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 that, that, there's no hesitation on my, on my part for that. Fuck that man. Uh, <laughs> but as I said, no, I, I will get that tattoo in due course and I will send a picture to Rogue Opinions for it to be tweeted. And yeah. Never say that Reese isn't a man of his word. I mean, Good man, Reese. I mean, no, to, be, to be honest, and I, I will say this year. There was no way, if I didn't win it, I was going to let you out of not wearing a fucking Dortmund shirt. I know. I, I would have worn it. I would have worn it. <laughs> you say we, that now, I'm not yeah. convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, to worn it. Easy to say now. Easy to say now. In air quotes. I was going to get you. And I said, I had it all ordered with Harland on the back. It was, it was in the basket, ready to go. And Which one? Which one? The yellow one? The black one? Yeah, the yellow one. I hate you. Why would you do that? Do you hate me that much? You gave me the yellow one? I mean, hey, I could have been here. I've, I have gave you a part of my body. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds all wrong out of context. <laughs> the, the least you can do is wear a yellow shirt. You've given me a part of your body and you're getting a tattoo. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, obviously we'll 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 get into detail now. Bayern Munich versus Paris Saint Germain. Uh, 
in the Champions League final in Lisbon. Um, I felt this champ. I, I felt this final was overhyped in a way, and I think that's why it didn't deliver in what we thought, what fans thinking it was going to deliver. I, I think it kind of deserved to have a fair bit of hype when you consider uh, the goal scorers on both in both teams and uh, the way they won, especially uh, by Munich, won their semi-final. Yeah. Semi-finals? The quarter-finals. Quarter-finals, sorry, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing, I think because everyone was expecting, oh, it's going to be an absolute goal fest. They've got arguably the two, the two greatest strikers in the world at, the, at this moment in time up front from <clears> the <throat> team. And I think it kind of hindered it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, it, as I said, it was, it was a good final. I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't what everyone thought it was going to be. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I did buy into that hype. With it thinking, oh, mate, it's going to be incredible. We're going to get an absolute goal fest. Yeah. And it turned out to be, I wouldn't say a dull affair, but it, it turned into, it basically, it was just, it felt like a, a normal match in a way. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. finals do seem to be, especially the Champions League, a bit anticlimactic of late because I think teams are more scared to lose than they are to, you know, to go out and try and win it. <laughs> yeah. For me, the last great Champions League final was uh, 2012 when uh, a certain German team <laughs> would fight. Why? 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 That's one of the worst finals ever. Why are you saying that? Oh no 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 not 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 for this fan here not for this fan of English football when they <laughs> went to God <laughs> and beat them. <laughs> Give me a. I don't know. I gun. think I think ninety nine was better personally. Why that? Why is that call? You know, you got those two last minute goals. That was against Bayern Munich as well. Strangely enough, Carl, you were seventy during that match. I'll have you know. I mean, as well, there's another one. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not an Aston Villa fan, but, I mean, the pride of the Midlands, to so go in for 1982 <laughs> at that point, and go and be a, a team again, um, I, I'm trying to think what that team, that team could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean, the depth, these people are going down. To bring down the name of the champions. Problem beating English teams in finals, isn't it? Oh, it's quite it strange. Really it really does. I mean, it feels like that can only be... Well, this one feels like they're going to beat shit teams from North London and teams from other leagues. <laughs> wow. Okay. Come on. Don't disrespect the champions. The treble winners. Second time in this decade. No, it, 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 I mean, it's incredible achievement to get a treble in a league where you're the only team capable of winning it. And I will... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, to be honest, I will, give it, I will say this, though. The start of the season under Kovacs, they looked, by Munich, they looked a shadow. And now, uh, under Hansi Flick, they look like a team. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the best, I think it's the best that you can say that, that he took a team of, in a way, I think you can say individuals, and he's, he's actually made them into a good unit. And yeah, um, I, I can't, I, I can't fault by Munich this season. I think they've just been, well, since so since uh, Flick took over, they've just been incredible. Okay, so let me talk because from my experience as what I've gone through. So th- that's the thing. First of all, Kovac won a double with Bayern last season. Congratulations to the man. 
But the fact is, what he did to Bayern was with his experimenting, just rotating the squad over and over, which makes sense. You want to find out which team works for you. And Bayern had a ton of injuries with Sola going off, Lucas Hernandez missing a big part of the season. And yeah, just so many injuries uh, at different points of the season. Coman was out for so much of it. And there was so much rotation with Coutinho trying to find his place in the team, never really being able to do that. And Muller not be, not getting any game time at all, uh, or very less game time. And the biggest problem with Bayern was not that what was happening on the pitch. It was more of so many players just wanted to leave at that time. Neuer, Thiago, who might end up leaving anyways. Alaba, same for him. Uh, Muller and, and so many other players were just so disgruntled with how the team was the, the direction the team was heading towards and there was a part of Kovac which did not take up ownership of his role in the team and uh, that's what that's what that's how it came off in the media where he was saying that he's trying and the team is not capable of playing the way champions should and that was the tone I got from it when he was saying that and when you say that about a team with so much talent on it there's no way the players are going to trust you and there's no way that you should keep your job and despite him winning trophies that's just such a deal breaker for me he left in came in Flick now what Flick did immediately with the team was bring solidarity in the team everyone started like being a team together in a way sorry I said play play for each other yeah exactly there you go they were playing for each other and Muller started to play again he started to play in the position that he normally plays in he's so incredible in finding those spaces he had 21 assists this season he broke the record for the number of assists in the Bundesliga season uh, which was held by Kevin De Bruyne and then Lewandowski, I mean, the, like, the more you say about him, I mean, just, he just played so well the entire season. Like, I think he's the only one who has, uh, like, a plus one goal-to-game ratio, uh, at least in the top leagues. 50, 55 goals this season. That, that's yeah. how many goals he's got. There you go. And, and he scored in every Champions League goal, uh, every Champions League match apart from the finals. And... I mean, and, and, and again, against Chelsea, sorry? Ah, that's, that's, that's poor, that is. Should be scoring in the final. That's shocking, that is. Poor player. Well, not good enough, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just not good enough, is he? So, yeah, the thing was that in seven goals that Byron scored against Chelsea, he was involved in all of them, assisted or scored. And... Yeah, and, and I think he was just an assist away from ending uh, the season as the top assist-getter in the Champions League as well. So, uh, first of all, whenever anyone says that anyone else deserved the Ballon d'Or this season, that's not a conversation that can be had at all. At all with any player in the world right now. Lewandowski has had the best season. He has won of the treble. He was the top goal scorer in all three competitions. He is the best player in the world right now. And then again, you complement him with players like Coman, who again, when, when, when he was injured, you had Perisic take over. And Perisic was so good. Then Gnabry was an insane form the entire season, carrying on from last season. Uh, you, ha- the, you had 
Kimmich playing at uh, at CDM, which is where he's supposed to play. Because I don't really like him as a right back because he pushes forward so much. And in the in the past seasons when he's done that, because under Pep Guardiola he started playing as a right back and he was a right back for so long. And when you're playing him as a right back, the problem is when you have centre backs like Hummels at that time, you had Hummels, you had Boateng, they were too slow. And when you're pressing high and your uh, full backs are pushing ahead so much, there's no way you can handle any counter-attack. And that was the problem we started to face this uh, near, near the like near the latter half because even against Barcelona in that game initially, they were able to get so many chances in because Pava wasn't playing and Kimmich wasn't there in the CDM role, which is where he is the most comfortable. And but then again, the team is so fluent in the way they press high and they just get the chances going and they score. They, it was just such a fluid machine that it didn't matter. I was worried in the finals that the PSG would be too lethal and they would expose Bayern's uh, back four, which would press high and get caught out. But again, and I'm okay, this is like a blessing in disguise, but Boateng's injury was crucial to the game because him getting injured allowed Sula to come in, whose positional game, along with the positional game of Kimmich, was so crucial to holding off Mbappe and... Uh, Neymar and uh, Neuer I, I, was on top form. I, I will say this though. I mean, I've watched the final. It wasn't as a fluid defensive display as you're, as you're describing. I think PSG did get their chances in, and Bayern were saved uh, a lot by Neuer. I think this was Neuer's best game in a while. And yeah. I, I, do, I do think if Mbappe was. Firing on all cylinders, and Neymar. As, as, I thought, uh, I thought Neymar was quite poor, to be honest. That's, that's the, I do think if I do think if they they turned up, I don't think we'd be talking about a Bayern Munich victory. I think Bayern Munich are still fragile at the back. Yeah, they definitely are. That's the point. Uh, that if Kimmich, Kimmich has not played right back for the majority of the year, and he was made to play there because Power got injured. And when you have Thiago and Goretzka up front who also press high and your back line is so far ahead and you're against the three, like the most lethal trio, um, like one of the most lethal trios, you're obviously going to have problems there. Sula was injured for a while and he's just come back, like just right before the Champions League. Well, I I think defensively, I mean, I I know you won 8-2 in the end, but I think defensively against Barca, you were were lacking to start. I mean, you look at it, it should have been... Even against Lyon, even against Lyon, you were lacking initially. Yeah, I mean, I thought Lyon should have um, gone ahead in that game. They had a few few chances, but when you scored, Lyon seemed to sort of disappear after you scored the first goal. I think that's what it is. I think it, with Bayern, and I think I, I think it might be for a lot of teams. I'm just going to say with Bayern, it feels like if if the opportunity to score before Bayern, it feels like they'll just go all out, leave themselves fragile at the back, and then maybe concede again. But then with the attacking players they've got, I think they they, they know that by all oh it's going to happen. Just give the ball to Lewandowski, it's going to happen. But um, I do think if they had a more complete defence, I, I think it could be the best team in the world. I do think, though, that they would struggle. I who mean, else is better, though? That's my question. Who else is better at the moment? You're going to say Liverpool? Who else is better than Bayern? Right now, yeah. Liverpool? Liverpool? Okay. Anyone else? 
I'd say I'd say Liverpool are. I'd say. Uh, Can't say City. Can't say Real or City. So. Well, I think, I, I, I think Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid have a stronger defense in a way. I mean, they've got a more. They've got Ramos. They've got Ramos. They've got yeah, Varane, yeah, who had a terrible game. So what? What I mean? What I mean? They've got a strong defense. They've got. Has Boy got a leader in that defense? Yes, Alaba. Really? Yes, definitely. <laughs> anyway, in the same, I mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing ability-wise, not, not at all. But I'm just saying, in terms of, he, he is a vocal leader of the of the backline, definitely. But I'm just saying, though, it, it, it feels like if Bayern had a leader at that back, like a full, like a, a man who, as I said, is a leader, will lead them to uh, shake them all up. I think that would basically, it feels like that's the last thing they're missing is someone of that quality. And that's why we're getting Messi for a for a centre half position. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just trying to say. Yeah, I get it. Realistically, yeah, who do you think that Bayern could sign to shore up that defence? Ooh, Van Dijk. that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 who, who speaking as a Bayern fan, yeah, and I know Matt Van Dijk is Van Dijk is the best, and yeah, it'd be funny to have him there, but. Who do you think could come into that buying defence and shake it up and make it a unit and make it stronger? See, if you're going to talk about realistic signings, I don't think there are many good options out there because of the way the buying board works in signings. But if I were to talk about an ideal situation, I'd go for someone like a Koulibaly. Okay. And I mean, He's see, been heavily linked with City, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the back. I think the back line is going to stay as is for the most part because Sola is great, but he's he's still developing into that leader leadership role, and he needs to play against like next to someone who has that uh, spirit. And I think that is someone like uh, Alaba who has been giving him those words, but he has been injured for so long. And that's the thing: the Alaba was playing left back in the beginning of the season, but then due to the injuries, he had to play centre back. And he and he is playing so well because he's now the uh, mediator. He's the middleman between the between the goalkeeper and the, the the attack. So he's the one who starts the attack for for the most part. He is the one who's communicating with the midfield. He is the one who is making sure they're all positionally aware of where they are. And of course, you, I mean, no point about Bayern's defense can be made without talking about Alfonso Davies, who no, has mean, been revolutionary. He's Probably the most exciting young talent in the world right now. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't think I've seen an eighteen-year-old in terms of football and be that excited by it. He, he is incredible. That's the thing that he is fearless when going up ahead. He is is so he's such a good dribbler. He yeah. knows how to keep hold of the ball. He he can track back at at any moment. He'll catch up to any player. He's I, so good. I do think, though, he's... he's a defensively bit, uh, green. He's defensively think, green. Yeah, that, that's what it is. I think he... I mean, two, two, a couple of times in that final, Di Maria managed to get round him. And also, and also, uh, just talk about PSG defence as well. I mean, is it Kerrer, their right back? Very um, good. He was very good. He was. But again, he, he was very lacking. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to blame him entirely for Bayern's goal. He 
he didn't read the ball well in terms of that goal. I mean, Coman was... He's young too. That's the thing. These players are very young and they're playing in the Champions League finals. They're 19, 20. That's their age. Yeah, and that's the thing. It shows that football is in very safe hands going forward with these young players. But I think that as well, as good as youth is, I do think it does lead me back to experience. I think that's what Davies would need if he if he's got. I mean, yeah, Alaba's Alaba's got the experience, but I just I, I don't know. I just think buying a court a, a screaming game for a defender of a, a, a defender with leadership. I think that's what it is. I think Koulibaly, as you said, uh, not realistic. I think Koulibaly is probably the most realistic one you could get in terms of that. I mean, he's playing for, no disrespect to Napoli, but he's playing for a team that aren't going to be able to challenge for a title or for the uh, the Champions League or anything like that. And I do think he's probably looking at going, right, a lot of teams have been interested in, in for me. If Bayern come in for him, I think he, I think he's stabbed it up in a heartbeat. I think he would do really well at Bayern. I think, as I said, Sula could learn from him as well. And I, I, that, that's it for me. I just think Bayern are calling out for a player of that quality. Can I talk about one player that I think would be really good for Bayern in a couple of years? Not right now. But two yeah. years later, Delict in Bayern would be so good. Delict won't leave Juve. That's the thing. I, I can't see Delict leaving Juventus after how much they've put into him, how much they bought him for, and they, they're going to want I think that happens. I think it happens. Two years, two years down the down the road, when he's won the league for what, the third year in a row, he's not going to win the Champions League with Juve. It's going to be like I want a new challenge, and he's yeah. Young. I, I mean, go for him. There was all the funny transfer to start with because he looked Barcelona destined at one stage and then that deal halted and he ended up going to Juventus, didn't he? So, um, I don't don't think loyalty is a big thing in football anymore. One second. Go on. I'm not saying he'll stay loyal to Juve. I'm just saying that Juve... I don't know, would Juve want to let him go to a team that would that would compete with them in terms of the Champions League and stuff like that? And I don't think they would. I think... I think they'd, they'd want to get their, their money's worth out of it in a way. The fact that they spent, oh, look, we spent um, X amount of money on you. We want to get out of the Yeah, but he's young, so we can let his contract run down if need be. And also, his agent is Mino Raiola. Oh. Well, there's no loyalty there, so. Mino Raiola is... Uh, let, let's not get talking because I think Mino Raiola is probably one of the worst things about football. Yeah, I mean, one minute he's um, calling Man United all the bad things under the sun, and next he's oh, we're happy to announce that Pogba's staying at United. <laughs> he, he's a he's a player's mate, man, though. Mate, he doesn't care about the teams. <laughs> yeah, he clearly no, doesn't no, care about the teams. No, no, he's not a player's man. He is a money. It's basically yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, but he, no, no, no. I think he cares about his players. That's what I'm saying. I think he does care about his players. That's what he's, I, he looks I, out for his players. No, I don't think he cares about his price. He cares about his bank balance. Of course he does. Of course he does. I mean, that's yeah. what I think that that's why he he plays teams teams and players against each other. And it's just it's. It, as I said he's probably one of the worst things about football is the fact that you've got a man here who all he cares about is right. Okay, so if I get this player moved to here, I'm going to get X amount in agent fees, and they're going to pay me so much. 
to, to right. make this uh, move work, and I just think he's an absolute cock. The other one is like uh, Kia. Uh, um, I might be butchering his last name. Uh, Shaw Bachain, the one who did the Tevez and Mascherano deal to West Ham. Mm-hmm. He he's just a fucking uh, he's just an arsehole. And yeah, I get it. Yeah. And I think I think, that's, I, think I just think I, agents are probably the are the worst thing about football. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they are. They, they, need, they need to be put. They need to. There needs to be restrictions put on them for sure. Oh, big time, big time. But I think I think we, and I agree completely. But we'll we'll get back to the final. Um, we keep that distracted, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going. Sorry, we're going on tangents here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part about a podcast. So. We just love. To, do you know what it is? We love talking football. That's what it is. And, yeah, um. For me, it is the best. But uh, back to the final, um, and we'll talk. We'll just talk on. We've got a PSG now. Um, yeah. As Tom, Carl mentioned, um, just a, a little bit ago, Neymar and Mbappe didn't turn up. I've um, actually, I've actually got a question, and you two will probably disagree with me. But is Neymar the most overrated player of all time? <laughs> And that's not saying that, that when you say someone's overrated, I'm not saying that they're not good. He's obviously very good, but you can still be very good and be overrated. Okay, so here's my thing because I've, I, I, definitely because I've watched him play for Brazil, I watched him play for Barcelona, and I've watched him play for PSG, and I've never seen this Neymar everybody talks about. I, I've just not seen him. Rahul, may, may I go I've, first? I've seen a very, oh, very good player. But I've not seen this world beater that everyone seems to claim he is. All right, um, I'm, I disagree. I think what makes people think that is the astronomical price tag that PSG paid for him. Because people are thinking, right, if he's worth two hundred million pounds, he's going to be—he's incredible. Neymar is a great player. There is no doubt about it. I've said that. I'm not saying he isn't. No, 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 but... no, 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 no. I'm just saying he's—he is. He, he's for me, he's in the top five players in the world right now. Um, and I think, as I said, I think it's always going to come down to that price tag. And I think that's where football is at its worst. It, uh, you, you look at the, the market nowadays, is, it is pathetic. I mean, you look at, as, as I think we've had this conversation before, a £30 million player now gets you, what, 10 goals? A £30 million player right now gets you, what, 10 goals? Uh, not even that. I mean, um, if I can use West Ham as an example, they spent forty-five million pound on Sebastian Haller, and he got like six goals last season for them. And I think, I, I think that's the name. Our problem is the price tag. He, I've, I've seen him have incredible games for Brazil, um, incredible, incredible games for, for Barcelona. And the one that springs to mind is the PSG game. I think he dragged them through that, not Messi like anyone else. He dragged um, Barcelona from that game, and I think uh, I think he's wasted in that league. He's at the. I think. Yeah. Does he does he need to go back to Barcelona or dip his toe in another league altogether? I think I, I think he I think he needs to leave the French league because it, uh, it's really really easy to win league because uh, I can't say one because they're stupid in French. Um, <laughs> really, it's really easy to win silly that. French and the language oh I hate the French um, 
but as, as I say, just go out. It's really easy to win that league where you play for PSG, and I think that's why he's not being challenged enough by it. I think if he went to uh, Premier, if he went to the Premier League, could you see him in the Premier League? I mean, if he could afford him. I, I mean, there's th- 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 one team that could afford him, and we all know it's it's horrible. To, I mean, it's going to be City. City could afford him, and I think he would do. I think he'd do really well. I think he needs a team around him that complement his style, and that's where Bra- Brazil do it. Brazil play to his strengths. Barca play to his strengths as well, having him link up with uh, Messi and Suarez, and I don't think that. PSG do. I think they're and understandably, I think they're building that Rain Mbappe, and it makes it makes. Yeah, I think I think Mbappe is a better player personally. Oh yeah, it, it, Mbappe is. I, I mean, no. he reminds me of Thierry Henry. Yeah, he he, he his mannerisms are very Henry esque as well. So. Yeah, and also. And every, I, I know it's a really stupid thing to say, but people have complimented this. He's English. He's incredible. I mean that interview. We, that that interview we did was when he, when he did the BT Sports interview. Everyone mm. said speak. I was just going to speak French, but no, it's a really, really, really good um, English accent he's got in terms of when he speaks it. So, um, but I do think no, and <laughs> so they are building around Mbappe and um, all that. But is Neymar? Are they? Are they going to get that money for Neymar again? No know. way. No. That, that was never going to get a return on investment. Ever. No. I, and I, I genuinely think yeah, there is no player in the world worth that much. Worth that many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there isn't. So, I mean, apart from Lewandowski, he's worth like a billion, but that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sakani, mate, shut up. But no, honestly, I, I can't. I can't think of a player that would ever go close. I think Ronaldo and Messi could have exceeded it a few years ago. Um, and possibly down the line, probably Mbappe will smash it. If someone wanted to buy him, they'd have to pay more than that, I think. Unless he goes on like a, you know, free, unless, you know, yeah. unless his contract runs down. But, you know, I that's my that's my take on it. The I I I think he's a very 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 good footballer, and I think he's properly rated. Um, so uh, Rahul, yeah, I I I'm I don't know where I stand on Neymar because I've had this discussion before, and he was one of the most underperforming players in the game against Atalanta for me, even though he was given man of the match, and he was given match of the man of the week. I was surprised because that was the week we beat fucking uh, Barcelona 8-2 and he won man of the week. And I was like, what? Okay, so here's my case to that. When you talk about a team like PSG, where their strength lies in their attack, you have the front three of Di Maria, Mbappe and Neymar. Now with Mbappe and Di Maria not playing that game, you, you had to rely on Neymar. Of course, you have brilliant players in that team. You have Marquinhos, uh, Verratti on his day. Icardi is just lost. Icardi is just such a lost soul. Then the defense, the, the defense was surprisingly solid. But the problem comes when you are the man of the team and the chances he missed in that game. 
And then the chances he missed, even against Lyon, and the chances that he... Sh- I think against, again, again, it's Bayern. He was good. He created chances. But when you're not clinical enough, and when you're not, and when you're so easily shut down, again, when you're talking about Bayern's defense, they are not playing the defensive structure that they're used to. It Bayern play a completely different side because Kimmich plays as a CDM with Pava at the back, and that is a completely different setup to Goretzka and Thiago playing at CDMs with Kimmich at right back, and for the team to be able to deal with Neymar so effectively, there is something that needs to be said about that because I don't think Neymar is a big game player, even though he performed well in that uh, comeback against PSG. But then the next season, when he, again, he was with Messi and Suarez, two of yeah, the most I, uh, elite forwards in the world. And my point to that is... That both all three of them played such a different role in that team that they were able to complement each other and come at PSG in such different ways. Now, when he leaves that team and he goes to a team like PSG, you have to understand that your first of all your league is terrible. I'm so sorry to say that, but league on there is no competition for him. Oh, no. Our French listenership is just going to go down the toilet here, isn't it? <laughs> I have alienated the French listener person to this. You have, you really have. So my point is that when even the French league, the quality is so much lesser, and you come into the Champions League against teams like Real, like Barcelona, like Bayern, you're gonna suffer because it's such a big difference. But the thing now, is, when, he, he stepped away from Barcelona to be the big star in a team. That's, that's, that's and the point. Now he's been outshone by Mbappe, who's what 21, 22. I Again, don't... I don't think he envisioned an Mbappe happening. I thought... This, <laughs> he was like, wait, what? In his head, yeah, in his head, he's probably thinking, right, I'm going to go to PSG, I'm going to be number one, they're not going to sign anyone like me, I'm going to escape from the shadow of Messi, and I'm going to be. I'm going to prove to people why I am number one. And then Kylian Mbappe happened. <laughs> yeah, but then, no, but Mbappe it complements him well. That's the thing; they they play well together. Let's be honest, though. People talk about Kylian Mbappe more than they talk about Neymar because he's young and he has the Premier League appeal about him. You know, exactly. That's that's what I said. That's what I said. But Neymar didn't envision an Mbappe happening. So you think it's more of uh, a situation where he wanted the limelight and he doesn't have it, and he's again not in that. Zone. I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. Realistically, why the hell would you leave Barcelona to go to PSG? Yeah? Because you want to be your own man. And exactly, that's what it is, because he wanted to escape from the shadow of Messi, and he's done it, and then now, he's got this young, this young, incredible player, who is going to exceed him in every way possible, and it's, it's a bit of a swallow, because he's basically saying, oh, again, I'm the I'm going to be the second man in this. I'm not going to be the main man. And I think for th- this is a bit, a bit of a pill to swallow for him because I, I I don't think he enjoys that thing. And then I think that's why he probably kicked his... He threw his toys out with Pram last year to try and get that move to Barcelona because in his head he's thinking, right, Messi's only got a few more years left. 
So if I go back to Barcelona, they're going to make, I'm going to be number one in a few years. I'm going to be the main man at Barcelona. And it didn't happen. And he was forced, he he was forced to build that relationship back up with um, the PSG fans. And he did it. He did it. I mean, they, they, they hated him when he, when, he, when he came back, but then towards the end, they were cheering him and everything like that. And, and I still think that, but I still think that the, that move to Barcelona, it's still on his mind. He still wants... But can we just say, he's 28. He is not a spring chicken anymore. He's not like 25 or 26. He's only a has- year older than... Young up and comer Jay Ling's though, isn't it? So all he's right, got, ba- right. got bags. Of, uh, I hope Bayern uh, sign him. Yeah. You know? We need that. We need him. You know, in that Champions League if, winning if, squad again. Different topic, I know. But if Messi does indeed leave um, Barca, do you think they'll go back in for Neymar? They're going to want someone, aren't they? Because they they're going to be. Can playing. they afford someone? That's the question. Can they afford anyone at this stage? Just such massive debt. One of the things, though, if they, if because I know that they, Suarez has been told, yeah, Suarez has been basically been told he can go. Everyone has been told they can go, apart from that core group of players that they want to keep. Yeah, to Stegen, De Jong, um, who else? Me- Messi, obviously, but Longley. Lo- oh, oh, not him. He's crap. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's French. <laughs> no, he's no, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, but I, I do think now that Barcelona, I can see Kuman trying to build. A, 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 he has to, but I can see him building a young squad there. And do you know what? I, I think a player that could, that I think, deserves a second chance at a big club, and I think he might get it. Is Memphis Depay? Yeah, me, me, I see that. Let's say Memphis Depay has been incredible for Leon, yeah. and he's been very, and he's been incredible for, for for the Dutch, and I think, and also obviously Dutch manager being Kuma, Kuma knows him well. I think if he goes to that Barcelona team, I think that could be his chance again at a big club, and I think at Man United, I think he was, I think he was vilified because he wasn't the, he didn't come in and immediately turn the. There are fortunes around. I think he needed time, and I think yeah. And I don't think Van Hal's um, negative tactics helped him because that's not his style of play. Yeah, and it I think was we- it was really weird because we were trying to play attractive football, and then that five three at Leicester happened, and and that was it. Van Hal just went all scared to play attacking football and went all negative. Didn't come that game. Hmm. Who scored that game? Was it Cambiasso? Uh, Cambiasso, Vardy, Joa. Oh, I remember Cambiasso scoring. Were we 3 we 0 up or something? And then 3 1 up. And, and then, yeah, 5 yeah, 3 ended. It was ridiculous. Suck. Let, let, let's play this though. It was a great game of football. For sure. <laughs> I was at work. For so the I neutral team. Oh, I, 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 I was on my best friend's house, and we um, it was a, it was a lovely hot day, so we're sitting down, uh, uh, lovely, lovely, lovely cold Newcastle Browns. You can't beat them, and um, we're watching the game, and Dimaria scored that chip, and oh, it was lovely. And then I think I think like I think Joe scored a oh, penalty. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You show we've got a penalty, and then we're going, nah, it ain't going to happen. And then it got to 3-3, and then when it, when it got 4-3, I'm not going to lie, I did celebrate, because I was just, I was just, I was in that zone, and basically this is a great game of football, I'm going to enjoy it. it was, yeah. I kept having to bob in and out of the work canteen to check on the result, and um, the score, and I thought I'd misheard it. He's just thought, coming back after thought, did, he, did he really say last of five Man United three? Surely he's got that the wrong way. Surely I've heard that the wrong way round. <laughs> uh, um, no, it, it was it was a great game. But back back to my Barcelona point. I think Kuman will build. Uh, I think he has. As I said he has. To, I think he will build a squad of players that he knows and he knows he could get the best out of. And that's why for me. If you don't want, if you can't afford Neymar and you're going to lose Messi, I'm not saying this by any stretch of me that Depay is in the league of Lionel Messi. There's only one man who is, and that's Ronaldo. But I think Depay would be a, could be a good, good player to have in that team. Hmm. And I think I think he'll just progress more. I think he, and yeah, I think he'll kick on. I mean, who, if you let, let's talk about this day between who would you say Barcelona would sign to? replace Messi I know it's impossible to do impossible to replace Messi but who do you think they'll sign in that position to try and do the job that he did I don't know I mean that's why I say Neymar um, because they did try they did try and get him last season didn't they I don't don't know who else is anywhere sort of near that level Uh, the only other person you could Go for, but it would cost a fortune again. Is um, Mbappe? Hmm. They're the two that come to mind straight, you know, straight away. Although they're different, different players to Messi, but they're yeah. they're going to get you the goals and win your matches. Hmm. I think if 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 I could pick like one that I want to see and one that I think makes the most sense, the one I want to see is like a hundred million on Coman. Just stake him, give us a hundred million. You know he's not going to get injured again. I swear. Um, but yeah, one that genuinely makes sense would be someone like Kevin De Bruyne. He mm. wants to leave City. That ain't a bad he, show. Yeah, that's he a good, Yeah, that's that is a good. I never thought about him. Yeah. And he'll create I, a buttload of chances for them. So. I, I I I don't think. I mean, to be honest, I think a messy replacement is like four or five world class players. I don't yeah. think it. I mean, I, I, I mean, we had this conversation before we recorded the podcast of uh, Messi and Ronaldo, and it's a pod, it's a question that will always be contested on who's better, Ronaldo, Ronaldo or Messi, and everything like that. And I think um, to replace those two players when they do go is going to be a monumental task for the teams that they play for. Um, Messi. I think Messi is just. I don't know. I, 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 I said this. I've said this on conversation. I think for me, Ronaldo's better because Ronaldo's done it in a different league, and you know. But I think I'm Barcelona. Not go there. <laughs> and I, 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 you, I, you disagree. You say Ronaldo. You think Messi is the better because he's done incredible things for Barcelona. I, I, I don't dispute that. I mean. A younger me would argue with you till I was blue in the face or anything like that. But what I've done now, as if you what, don't do that already. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to the Cookie Monster for a little bit, but um, I mean, in a way, though, in a way, if I can say my piece, it's it's almost unfair to compare them because they are two different 
yeah. you know, different players that play slightly different positions and slightly different styles. Um, you know, Messi's quite um, you know a shorter chap. Ronaldo's six foot two. He's built differently. Um, so you know, it, it, it is like trying to compare. Um, Valentino Rossi with Lewis Hamilton, you know, it's yeah, I, 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 that's a great comparison. That is, but what what I will say though about them too is Ronaldo worked for worked and worked and worked his ass off to get where he is, whereas Messi's God given talent. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying Ronaldo didn't have the talent, but Ronaldo. I mean, you could see because as because I I watched him develop because he came to United at a very young age. 18, I think it was. Um, you can see the talent was there, but he was still very sort of rough around the edges. And as um, this time sort of went at United, you could see him develop and get better season upon season. And he peaked for us probably the 2008 season when we won the, the double. You know, he scored four, was it 45 goals from the wing. He was just absolutely immense that season. You talk about players getting you over the line in seasons and games and it was pretty much Ronaldo dragging us to victory in quite a quite a few matches uh, to be honest in that season we wouldn't have won those two titles uh, without him no chance and I, I, I think that's why I, I said my piece on that I felt Ronaldo I think Ronaldo drags his teams to his level and I'm not saying they're going to be there, but he he, tr- he drags them that way. Whereas Messi, Messi expects it in a way. He expects the players that are around to be at that level. I mean, and to be honest, the players he had around him were immense: Xavi, Iniesta, Villa, uh, Neymar, Suarez, um, Fox's biscuits. They were incredible. And. Now that they're all old or they've retired or they've all left, it feels like Messi's having to to drag them. And I do feel for him in that way because he's. it feels like he's a one-man team with players that are nowhere near his ability. And the thing with Barca, that their, their troubles isn't just Messi walking away. They, they've let that team get too old, haven't they? I saw a thing not so they're long ago. Thing. They've got about five or six players that are 33-plus. I know, it's it's I, poor pla- I know. I know they're very, very good players, but it, it's poor planning. It's, I mean, like they make you look young. So exactly. that's, that's how old they are. <laughs> they, they don't, mate. I'm, I'm a good, eight, <laughs> I'm a good eight years <laughs> older than. Them. <laughs> what? No, no, eighty. Um... <laughs> Carl, you invented time itself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I am the alpha. I'm what, the what? Omega. I, I just love. I just love that. Whenever podcast we get, he always gets to. God, it's old. Yeah. <laughs> Every podcast is incredible. Um, but the main um, point of this discussion was Neymar, by the way. It is proven though, because normally our podcasts run that long. By the end of it, I'm absolutely bursting for a piss. <laughs> Ah. My old bladder can't contain. <laughs> <laughs> so Neymar, guys. <laughs> yeah, Neymar. So um, I, I think Neymar. I think Neymar's this experiment hasn't worked. The PSG. Again, here's the thing. You say the exper- experiment hasn't worked. Let's talk about his 
record in uh, like for in the in the Champions League after he left Barcelona. He faced Real Madrid, the mm-hmm. first match, the first leg he played in the round of 16. They won. Uh, sorry, uh, Real won, he, and he was playing. He missed mm-hmm. the next game, and the, and Real won again. So again, mm-hmm. he went. So he again he, he what, it was an injury, and he, he he got a surgery. Then the next game was against United. Again, he didn't play, and they lost. Mm-hmm. And then came the game against, and then then this season, and this season what? they did well because he was playing, but then again in the finals he got lost again. So when you're talking about him being a big game player, I can't remember the last time he's been a big game player without Messi next to him. So again, if he wanted to prove himself to be a commodity and a star on his own, he hasn't done that, and. Right. So that's the point. That if you're not gonna do what you left the team to do, then then you have to make a different move. And right now he's at a point because of obviously because of the pandemic. Now teams don't have as much money, and now they're just stuck. That now they don't know what to do with a guy who's that expensive. There are not there are not many like ways out for him right now, and it feels like he is stuck in a rut unless. He, they, they sign someone big and they build a team around those guys and have one last go at it. And, you know, what if they sign Messi? You know, there you go. I, I mean, I, I think they, I think they've signed a car, I know they've got a Cardi on, permanent, on a permanent basis now. So I think... Fam, they have fam, a Stoke reject started over him. Can Griezmann step up at Barca? Because... It hasn't really gone that terrific for him at the moment. Apparently, he's been fucking shit. The, so. Again, whether that's the price tag or he just hasn't fitted into the system. Maybe yeah, if Coman could go go in and build the team around Griezmann, could that yeah, make a true. difference? Probably. What? That's a good point. The Atletico, basically, Atletico play to Griezmann's strengths. And Griezmann, but once Messi leaves, they have to play to Griezmann's strengths because he is the next guy. Well, that's the thing that Griezmann, Griezmann is not a winger. Let's be honest. He's when, a centre forward. He's, I mean, he, he was he was a winger at Sociedad, and he, he was he was good for Sociedad. But he, yeah, when he transitioned to uh, playing up front for Atletico, I think then you saw how good he is. Yes, and and I think Barca have tried to basically say, oh, okay, well, we're going to put because he has played out on the wing as well. Obviously, because Suarez playing through the middle and he, he hasn't had a good return but Barcelona have had a habit of the last few transfer windows of spending 100 plus million pound on players that are they're not worth it I mean there was no way on this planet Earth that Coutinho was worth 145 million pound yeah and it, it showed because yeah. like Liverpool have actually gone from strength to strength of him. yeah um um I know injuries. I know injuries haven't ha- uh, helped, but uh, Usman Dembele, 105 million pound on him. No, um, Griezmann, 120 million pound on him. And then, am, am I right? There's one more, isn't there? That I spent over 100 million pound on Dembele, Griezmann, Coutinho. Sure. No, it might just be those three that I'm thinking of. But they have spent money on players that are just not worth that. Ridiculous amount of money. I mean, no player is worth that money. Let's be honest. But but it's happening a lot. I mean, you see it with um, Man United. Uh, 
Um, you, you, a team like Barcelona and Man United, they, they go knocking on a door for a player that would normally be about 40 million, and all of a sudden, the asking price is shot up to um, 80 million because it's Barcelona and or Man United or pick any big name club you want, like Real Madrid or, or someone. I think the what transfer it, transfer market is just getting out of hand. It's it's because every single new TV every every single TV deal that's negotiated, the price goes up, and the teams are making more money. So every team are thinking, right, well they're making this much money, then we're going to ask this much money for a player that is worth ten million pounds. His best day, we're going to ask thirty. Yeah, the market's fucked. That's the thing. When mm-hmm. even in the lower leagues, I think Sean Dice was talking about it in an interview. That just the market is just fucked. If if they're gonna see a player selling for fifty million and they know he's worth twenty, then they're gonna sell their players at, at that inflated rate as well. And that just fucks the entire market up because there isn't as much money to go around. And at one point, you're gonna have to stop. I mean, it, it, people always say, "Oh, it favors the big teams." <sighs> I think it only applies to the big teams. I don't think. The smaller teams are capable of of uh, living I mean, up to the inflated market. The no, the annoying thing is, at one stage, uh, the early two thousands, it was settling down a bit because prices were going quite crazy um, around the you know late nineties, early two thousands. But it did start um, settling down, and then the, uh, Roman and Brivenich came in, bought Chelsea, and all of a sudden started yeah. throwing money around like confetti and bringing in players for four, um, 30, 40 million, which was today's 80 million, just to put yeah. that into perspective. And yeah, it just started going crazy from there. More more people, like rich people like Roman, started buying buying clubs and taking Name ownership them. of them. And uh, <laughs> like, you know, Manchester City yeah. and PSG. And oh, again, not Manchester City. Really? I mean, I'm not saying that because I'm you know, putting them down because of my new spot. I'm just saying you know, it's not just them, it's PSG and others. And they started throwing money around like it was going out of fashion to get the players they want. And then the Uniteds and Liverpools have to step up to compete with that. So they've got no choice but to start spending that sort of money. And it's just, just getting out of hand. You know, it just got well out of hand again. I mean, p- perfect example of this is uh, teams like Wigan and Barry and Bolton. And what's happened is they're spending above their means because they're trying to compete in a market exactly. that is. A, it, they're trying to compete in a market that's impossible to compete with. And like, I mean, I support and I, I mean, I, I support a team that isn't akin. It's 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 ever going to win the Premier League or anything like that. But I support a team that's having to compete in the Premier League with teams like Liverpool, Chelsea, City, spending shitload of money on players that they they they, they probably don't need. And then yeah, it just it angers me. Like in, in what in what universe can fucking West Ham go and spend two hundred million pound on players or um, Everton? It, it, it well, Everton. Ha- Everything I've got for Rich Jones apparently they're you know they're up there with uh, PSG and City and the amount of money they've got. So so I'm led to believe anyway. They're very rich people who now own Everton. But again, you know, it just it just baffles me. Should they be election? I mean, can't can't FIFA put some sort of cap 
on transfers. Well, they well they brought they brought in the most useless fucking thing ever in terms of financial fair play because it is absolute bollocks. Moment of silence for that thing. That's dead. I mean, that is dead now. R.I.P. I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. Did it ever work? No. no. I mean, yes, granted, it affected Chelsea. Oh, you know, the, 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 I love the fact that it said, oh, Barcelona can't sign players. So what Barcelona did was sign players and not fucking register them until they, uh, till they could. So yeah. um, um, it, it, they got found guilty of tapping up Griezmann, didn't they? And what did they get? Was it like a 500 or 250 pound fine? Yeah. 250 pounds yeah. to a club like Barcelona. That's like finding me minus 2p. It's fucking ridiculous. Change the best thing about Barcelona in terms of money is they still owe Liverpool about £80 million for Coutinho. And they're going to have to pay them £5 million extra because <laughs> it's the Champions League with £5 yeah. million. Yes, let's go that. I mean... <laughs> I, I love uh, what I love the fact. You, uh, um, I, I mean, me and Liam touched on this when we did our Barcelona special, um, where he scored two goals against them and an assist, and then he wins the Champions League with Bayern Munich when he went to Barcelona to win the Champions League, and <laughs> you can't make you it. Contributed up three goals you? against them. You just uh, can't contributed three goals. Three, three, three goals. He scored two and assisted one. The three Beautiful. goals contributed, and. Yeah, but Barcelona are just, they're a parody of themselves, aren't they? Yeah. But, um, so we'll... Their we'll, Arsenal levels are banned at this moment. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 <laughs> Come no. on, Barcelona fans, come at me. <laughs> Arsenal in their own special, special little group. <laughs> I mean, Fun. you remember the West, West Brom fan? You know what happened with Kieran Gibbs, right? I mean, to be honest, I mean, West... Arsenal did start pulling it together, and they did win the FA Cup, and they haven't got a team that's, um, you know, getting well past their prime, like Barcelona. At least, at least they've got that going for them. I remember, like, West Brom had offered Arsenal for Kieran Gibbs, like, about 11 million or something. And they said no. And then, like, a few weeks later, they came up with an 8 million bid. And Arsenal no, said yes. Mate, no, mate, mate, it was five. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, honestly it was, we signed Kieran for five million pounds. <laughs> After they rejected a bigger offer. Oh, God. Because I think what it was, I think they were, they were waiting for a replacement for it. So you were waiting for a replacement for both, even Alexis. The Thomas Lamar thing happened. Lamar was like, "Okay, fine, I'm ready to come." They told fucking Sanchez that you can go, and then they're like, "No, no, no, we can't do that." And then they just fucked both of them over. They fucked everything over that window. That's one of the worst windows ever. I mean, no, let, let's be honest. Mkhitaryan, what more did they want? Fam, they fucked the final day, the deadline day. They were so unprepared for it. Did, didn't they sign that? Uh, no, the best transfer window also had is when they signed Andres Santos, Yossi Benayoun on loan, and, <laughs> and Yu Young, who was only brought you to sell shirts in South Korea. <laughs> I oh, kid you, he, was, he, he never played a minute of football for Arsenal. 
in the league, and he was he was brought into South Shirts in South Korea, and it worked. I love. Him. I forgot. I, I love Arsenal. Oh, it's brilliant. Arsenal are a parody, but um, so we we'll just get back now to to, to Bayern, and we'll get back to to we'll move on to Barcelona because we talked about them enough now. I think they're just 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 go away by Barca, but. <laughs> Fuck all Barca fans. Bayern could retain, or do you think that teams are going to come back stronger? And this freak of a season was exactly that. It was just a, a one-off occurrence. I think there is hope for. Um, I think we, there's optimism there in the fan base that uh, that retention is possible because the team is not. It's not aging as bad. It can still go. I mean, it depends. If it depends on Neuer and Alaba and Muller and Lewandowski, all these people are so crucial to the team. And depends on who stays, who comes in. We've signed Leroy Sane, so that's a bonus. Yeah, I think because again, though, like bastards, some of your better players there, they are creeping towards like the wrong side of thirty, aren't they now? Uh, kinda, but I think Bayern Bayern has never really gone through that transitional phase, because even when uh, obviously Robin and Ribery were destroying people, we signed replacements during that time, and they you know, it was more of a coming of age for so many of play, for so many of these players when by the time these people left, so Bayern has always replaced well during the period. And I think Sani is just an example because he can play so many positions. He can play on the right, he can play in the middle, he can play on the left. And uh, I think the the situation will come down to how Muller does. I think Muller still has ears in him. I think Lewandowski still has ears in him. But I think next season, I think this season as well, I think we need to sign an attacking midfielder who would not mind sitting on the bench, taking like a young guy who'll take in, you know, who'll take in the Muller... Position because what he does is such an incredible job at running the Bayern. Like it just he orchestrates everything and attack and and I think a young guy could learn so much from him. And when he leaves, we could find him being taken over. And but okay, so this is the thing. I was I was thinking about how Bayern should really operate at this point. So in an ideal situation, I think Thiago is going to leave. I think he'll leave if he leaves now. Hopefully he leaves now instead of later, so we get 30 for him. Sell Coleman, I'd say, because he's really good, but he's not that great at decision-making, in my opinion. And that's that, that's what puts, makes me a little wary. And anyways, I think Perisic is so consistent. So sign him on a, perma, a permanent deal for a year or two. Uh, Leroy Sane is... Get Leroy Sané, like Leroy Sané is playing there. So, anyways, um, I don't think Coman will play on the bench. Then someone like Awa, who was so good for Leon, can come in as a defensive option, and he can, uh, you know, he's more of a Thiago, not not really a Thiago as player, but I think he can create chances in attack as well as defend. Then, I mean, I, I wanted Upamecano, but that's not going to happen because he signed a signed an extension. He would have been ideal for that defense. Someone like Max Ahrens, that was that was looking to happen from Norwich, but I don't know how that's going right now. Someone like Danny Olmo, who's young, as I said, who can take over from Muller later on. Someone like Malin, who can uh, take over from 
not level, he like again these people are young and i think that's what needs to start happening now Bayern need to start planning for the future because this team will start aging soon but for next season as it comes down to comes down to just that looking at how other teams are stacking up i think Bayern have a good shot if they keep having the solid team who trusts in each other and have their system going i think you- there's Chances for it, but again, depends on where Messi goes. If Messi goes to City, then that's shit fucked. Then again, it's it's going to be tough, but I think it's possible. That's 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 my take on that. I I think the the, the boil approach has always been right. What we're going to do is we're going to let uh, young German players. Uh, progress, and then we're going to steal them. We're not going to produce our own. We're going to steal them from people. Because oh, come on, oh, hey hey hey, screw you! Don't you dare disagree with me because that's what oh, happens. You steal one second. But Dortmund have bought more players from the Bundesliga than Bayern. I'm going to stick to that, okay? Bayern no, has not spent no. the most on Bundesliga players. Yes, because you because you thieve. What? You make other teams spend money because you thieve their best young players. You know what? Come on. Come on. Let's be honest. Did you produce Nicholas Sula? No. no. Stole him from Hoffenheim. Yeah. Not stole him. We bought him. That is what him. a lot of that is what a lot of big clubs do, though. I mean, you could say that. I mean, United sort of picked cherry picked um, PK from Barcelona, didn't they? Yeah, but United aren't a big team anymore, so. Well, not anymore, no. But we like, back when we back when we used to be. <laughs> I know, but I'm just I just go back to the bar thing. Did you produce Neuer? No, you stole him from Schalke. I don't get what your point is, sir. I get it that they're not they're not it's, academy it's players. It's just because, because Richard Fortz, a right. sound club just, like West but, Brom, is trying to make a point. No, this is my point. I need yeah. This this is this, this is the point. If Bayern was so, if Bayern needed to focus solely on producing young players for that squad. Why not invest in the academy instead of going out and buying other people's places? That's never been the Bayern way. Bayern have never done that. That's the thing. They've never done that. That's the problem. I agree that that's a big problem. It's a good sort of strategy in a way because you're not, like I was saying before, you, you, Bayern aren't splashing out millions and millions on. On players, it's quite a sound financial and, strategy. And, that, and we are seeing these young point. German players, and we are seeing these young German players flourish on the Bundesliga stage. We don't, we don't have to wait for the academy players to uh, maybe get time in a team. Uh, I mean, yeah, we have a few players, but I mean, yeah. But the p- main point is, if we are looking at players like Sula, as as he mentioned, flourish in Hoffenheim, and then we can sign him. I mean, why not? You know. I don't know. I just, I just I like for me. I like the, the the produ- the production of young players that can break through in that team. I mean, uh, per- perfect example I'm going to use right now, and it is Ajax. Let's be honest. Ajax's academy is incredible. They produce really good young players, and they build around those young players. And that's why I feel like. But when bigger teams come and uh, take them off them, and that's what it is. Time, don't they? they? A lot of big teams don't do that. A lot of big teams just they they'll poach young players from other teams, and instead of but that's what happens when you're te- when you're a team like Ajax or your team like Monaco, y'all are gonna get ransacked every season 
As soon as you get a good crop of players, all of them are going to leave. But that's the for me. Put the work in. If the, if you want to produce those players, why not put the work in? Put uh, produce your own players and say, you know what? Yeah, this this lad's played for for Bayern Munich for what say 15, 20 years. He came to the academy. He's a really good young player, and just have him just build right now instead of that. That's that's the only gripe with it. It's the fact that I don't. All big teams don't do it, and it bothers me. I mean. Uh, unless the unless the forced to, i.e. Arsenal, Arsenal are forced to look in their academy now because they're not a big team that can chat those players. I mean, look at uh, perfect example. Look at good Bukayo Saka, Saka is a really good young player, and yeah, I don't. And the, the thing is, though, I, don't, I I I can see him being poached by a big by, by a bigger team, Ooh. and yeah, it's de- it's just detrimental to yeah. That's what it feels to me. It just feels like they're... They have big felt team. a bit like a feeder club, haven't they, for bigger teams, Arsenal? The City, you know, City took a lot of their players when they started to come through the ranks with a lot of money, didn't they? And that, that's the only thing about it, is it's like... It just it feels like it, the big teams will always stay the big teams because what they'll do is they'll always take the best players for the little teams. And it shouldn't be that way. It just... Football, football is just shite in that regard, and that's why uh, the big teams stay on top because they just, oh, we're going to take this player from this team, we're going to take this player from this team, and I would rather football be competitive instead of just um, people that big teams always always winning, which you know, and I know it's football, and I will always very be idealistic there. <laughs> but I would like a uh, yeah, just to see a CA. A more diverse thing in football that there is not much. It's not just the big teams that win all the time. It's well, it sucks for you because no, Bayern Leicester, are the trouble Leicester winner. Won the, Leicester won the league once, so it's not. What an anomaly! It's not completely impossible. I know it's an, an anomaly, but it just shows you that it it is possible. possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Highly I mean, unlikely, right, but but that's the thing. You need possible. the right. You need you need the right circumstances, the right manager, mm. the right squad, and. Yeah, I think it could happen, but I, I, I can't see going to the Bundesliga. I can't see any team ending Bayern's dominance for, for many years. I don't think, as much as it pains me, Dortmund won't do it. Even as good as that Dortmund squad is, they won't do it. Um, I can't see a team breaking Juventus's hold on um, Serie A because... No team can compete with them. No, but, but then I, no, but then on, there's, there's a reason a for it. Squad. And see now, okay, now when you say that, there is a bigger discussion there with how the leagues are set up. Yeah, the I'm, fact that the teams, uh, the, the the teams at the top, get paid so much more than any other team. Like Bayern get paid so much more than Dortmund gets paid so much more than any other team in the league. That it anyways favors the top team. When you talk about even the Premier League, the same thing is happening. But the problem is, since uh, there's more money in the Premier League, the money gets distributed in a better way, and it gives other teams, even the lower teams, a chance to compete in in a certain way. And the biggest problem is, see, the the biggest problem with this is this: that when it comes to Bayern, right? Uh, let's not talk about Bayern. Let's talk about Germany. In Germany, there's the fifty plus one rule, right? So because of the fifty plus one rule, it's not possible for a person like Abramovich to come, take over Bundesliga side, pump money in and get them success. That's not possible. 
Yeah. And that's why teams like Bayern will keep on succeeding. It is a harsh reality. And unless or and that's the thing, the Bundesliga will not make a change unless all the all the leagues decide to make that change. And you say that, but isn't that kind of what's gone on with uh, Leipzig though? Leipzig, I can't say it. Leipzig, Leipzig, Leipzig. yeah. Leipzig. I mean, they've Leipzig. got a lot of money. They've got Leipzig. a lot of money in back in, haven't they? That's what well, yeah, they kind of abused the fifty plus one rule. They try to get around it, but and then yeah. Because what they they, they call because it's not Red Bull they call it's RB Leipzig so basically they found a way of it's Rasenball's part or something like that. That's the thing they found a way of using the Red Bull initials when not yeah. not directly using the Red Bull name and yeah they've called it the German term Rasenball's part but and but yeah it's just they're, they're it's just yeah it's RB it's Red Bull basically no one else is gonna think Rasenball's part so um, but yeah again they're trying to do the same thing they're, but then again they're going about it in a better way in the sense that they're buying young players the team is young uh, it's not again they're not able to splash the cash as you'd expect a team like PSG a team like City to do I mean no one no one can expect that but it's not even close to that it is still a very controlled system even though they've tried to get around that right and the German fans hate them so I, I know, I, know I, I watched a German documentary on how much they they um RB Leipzig go for football and every single German fan they went to. Yeah. They are Frankfurt fans, Bayern fans, uh, Dortmund fans, everything like that. They just said they're a plague upon football because yeah. They, yeah. they don't adhere to the German way. And yeah. But as I said, this, that, that, that distribution of money in terms of... Um, sorry, no, not that. I'm, I'm going to go to the, the youth policy thing. Look at Dortmund. When Dortmund last won the... Um, Last one, the Bundesliga, yeah? That was 2011 and 12. They won it back-to-back, didn't they? 12, 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 11, 12, yeah. Yeah, so because they used, because they they used their youth academy and they used they, they used their nous in terms of transfers and that that's what I think is lacking in terms of the, the teams trying to catch them there. I mean, they spent £45 million on Julian Brandt. Yeah, Brandt's a very good player. Yeah. It's not the area where Dortmund needs strength. The area where Dortmund needs strength is their back, is, is the defence. And yeah. I, 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 I do think, this. I think, I really hope that Dortmund actually get a decent centre-half in that team because I think then we could have a competitive Bundesliga season, which I think is what it needs. Instead of just being, right, how many points are Bayern Munich going to win the league by this year? But okay, okay so two, two simple points I'd make about this. First of all, this season was not as big of a wash off as people are making uh, making it out to be. That game against Dortmund was quite was quite important because if they would have won, they would have been a point away, right? So th- the point is that if they are still they're they're competing, they are competing with Bayern, but I think the major problem between the the major difference between Bayern and any other team in the Bundesliga is the difference of mentality that I don't think any other team even thinks that they can win. I don't think... I think even the the Dortmund, direct, uh, the Dortmund director came and said that, yeah, we are fighting for second. And when you're coming out and saying that as the team that is closest to competing against Bayern, there's a big problem there. Because if no other team feels like they can beat Bayern, they will not beat Bayern. Simple as, you know? I get that. No, I, I, I do get your point, but I do think it's just... It's favoured against the other teams. It's favoured towards Bayern. Other teams don't really think that they can win the championship. 
they are playing for second. And when you look at the moves that they're making, it makes sense. They gave up Hakimi. They didn't even try for him. They instead got in uh, Munier on a free. It just shows that where their ambition is. They didn't really go for keeping the main one, one of the major players of the team. They did not really fight for like buying new players at the moment. They're buying the young players like Jude Bellingham, Benier. That makes sense. Great, great for them. But there is no one in that team that I can look at. Okay, apart from maybe Sancho, but I don't know where even he goes at this point. But I don't see them them going for a signing that can really make them into title contenders. And I don't think they even want someone like that. You know? I, no, I get I, I, I get that because uh, I know protecting the, their investment and stuff like that. I mean, that that's what it is with that, the name. I think in terms of you want to you want to get the best out of your investment, and if you don't get it out there, then it looks bad on the club. But I do think that. I don't know. I just really wish that they. I mean, speaking as a, fa- a person who, who likes Borussia Dortmund, I do. I mean, uh, and I, I really wish they would just get out of that mind frame of oh, we're just gonna we're competing for second. It's a like the Arsenal fr- mind frame where they're basically saying oh, we're just gonna go for fourth. We, a fourth place finish is really good for us. And like with Man United now, oh, we're just gonna go for fourth. That. They shouldn't be thinking that. They should be thinking, right, we're going to go for the league. They, they should be installing that installing that belief into their players. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Know, you know. Know, it's just like, what what's wrong with having a bit of um, belief in football, Laurent? I think you need a manager. I think, again, you need a manager who will give you that belief and you need to stick by him, like a club. Like a club? That's it. Jurgen Klopp was that, that, that's the reason why I like Dortmund because I love Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, uh, and I think if they ever had a manager like that again, I mean, I know for me Jurgen Klopp is the best manager in the world right now. I don't think anyone comes close. Flick, uh, but okay. Who did you say? Sorry. Flick, can't you flick? So. <laughs> um. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He is the reason why Germany won the World Cup. I'm just going to say that. People blame Lerner. Nah, yeah, but, yeah, but Klopp won the Premier League with Liverpool. Whatever. And, yeah. The treble. Who has won the treble? Which manager between Klopp and Flick has won the treble? Tell me. I mean, let's be honest. Your competition is piss poor, and your league shit. At least Klopp, at least Klopp won the league. At least Klopp won the most competitive league in the world in the most convincing manner. Most. So yeah. Well, fuck you, Reese. I'm not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you two make me laugh. <laughs> to be honest, Rahul, I have missed you so much. Oh, I've not missed you, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Liam and Carl, just give in. I've got no one that argues with me. and <laughs> I'm here to argue, that's it. <laughs> I know, and I love it. Because, I mean, Liam, Liam's performance review is, is coming up, so Liam might be let go. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do think, though, that Dortmund, just, as you said, Dortmund need a manager and they need to stop with the mindset of, we're going to go for second. It just... I hate I hate people who have that mindset that oh second is second is good no second is the first of the losers you are admitting that you are a loser <laughs> yeah they are that, that's true 
pisses me off. Pisses me off. But no, I think just just to, just to, just to, my, my closing thing before we before we end the podcast. I think uh, Bayern Munich after coming up the lockdown and watching them against Barca and Leon and I think they deserved they deserve to win it. So. So, yeah, uh, they do. Thank and you, thank if, you. And if they were doing the the Ballon d'Or this year, it would have been daylight robbery if uh, Leverdonsi hadn't won it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's a stupid little theory, but I'm thinking, right, FIFA just didn't want to admit that Messi and Ronaldo aren't the best players in the world anymore, so they didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> they still, they still could have done something without. Yeah, having a big. I think they've done it because it. of the French league. They cancelled the French league, so they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We are not going to give the award away. <laughs> the French. It goes back to the French. Yeah, fuck the French. Eating spaghetti wankers. I, I mean, to it's my hate for the French is all due down to one greasy little one who writes in Formula One. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Keep Roman Grosjean. <laughs> but no, I, as I said though, I think I think Bayern were deserved winners. Um, just one last question before we go. I think this is the last one. Just a quick yes or no. Do you think UEFA should stick with the one match knockout um, formula, or should go back to two legs? Yes or no, Carl? Uh, I think this is the one match formula, personally. Rahul. Stick with the one match formula, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do I. They won't so because there's um, more, probably more money to be made over two legs. Legs, yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just true. I mean, just because I can score more goals away from home, does it mean I should win? Fucking. Nope. Um, but no, uh, uh, boy, it's been an absolute pleasure recording with you, you two again. I mean, we should get, we should, we should try getting the original team back together once in a while. For sure, definitely. Especially if Bayern lose. I mean, that, that happens. <laughs> you would never, never get hold of Rahul if that happens. <laughs> yeah. right. Nope, I'm out. We'd have to. Reese, Reese, want to make a bet for next season? We'll make a bet now. Bayern Munich don't retain the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet that. <laughs> I think that's a fair bet. Not many do retain it, do they? These days. I mean, I mean, Real did it, but they're fucking. They're a fucking yeah. anomaly. Real, Real. Real are fucking in, insane, man. They, they, they would uh, three years in a row they retained it, but um, uh, uh, West Brom don't get relegated. That's a bet. I mean, that's something I'd like to take now. Fuck that. Oh, okay. Okay. If Westland don't get relegated, uh, let's think of a quick one. No, no tattoos. I'll get a tattoo again. <laughs> <laughs> On your face this time. Uh, right. If Westland don't get relegated, you have to publicly declare your love for... You have to publicly declare that Cristiano Ronaldo is better than Lionel Messi. Oh, God. Oh, fuck sake. And... Uh, and if I lose, if I get relegated, I have to declare that Messi is better than Ronaldo. Deal. No, okay. you have to declare you love the French. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, but, no, no, okay, even better, but I will sing the French national anthem. <laughs> a deal. That's a deal. That's a deal. I, 
I, I, I will sing the French national anthem if West Brom don't get relegated. If West Brom get relegated from the Premier League, because I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why the fuck do we do these things? <laughs> I think we should get Carl on one. Carl, Manchester United did get relegated this season. <laughs> no, no, Man United, Man United don't get Champions League. They probably won't. Oh, no, God. No, 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 have faith. Yeah, come on. All I, right. don't, I don't see any of the top four teams. If Man United don't get Champions League, me and Rahul will sing something together. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll sing Glory, Glory, Man United. How about that? No, we will sing I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> <laughs> and if, they, if, they do, if they don't get Champions League football, then Carl, you have to serenade me and Rahul for, for uh, an hour. Oh yeah, no. That no, no one, no one's gonna want that. Trust me. <laughs> and then we record it. It'll be personal for us. We will record it for ourselves. Oh uh, yeah, well it'll just be that pri- stash. It'll be in our private private collection that we yeah. won't ever on the air. But no, uh, Raul, it's been a pleasure having you on. Do you want to do your plugs, my friend? Uh yeah, I have now started a podcast called the Conventional Nine Podcast. Yeah, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at TC9Podcast. That's TC9, the number nine, podcast. And there's a website up as well, theconventional9.com, which is just articles, podcasts, all sorts of stuff on there. And, yeah, we'll be recording a Champions League review soon, which will be about from the group stages onwards. And we'll discuss everything and how teams stack up for you know, how they stacked up the season. So stay tuned for that. You, you, you had me at Champions League review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carl? Yeah, you can find me at Carlos underscore fire 89 and um, find us at Rogue Opinions. Uh, you can check out our website and you can find us on Anchor and Spotify and all good platforms to check out uh, Bantam Munich back catalogue and all of the podcasts that we do. Yeah, uh, talk about podcasts we do. Rahul, I've got to get you on Route 501. Oh, yeah, sure. that'd be excellent. My God, it'll be incredible. You pick five things you hate and me have to agree with them or disagree with them. We, we, I, <laughs> it's it's going to be like a nine-day podcast, this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, uh, you can submit to our arsehole is nineteen ninety five. And uh, it's been a pleasure. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.